Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Short and Spooky, the podcast about anthology shows from the 80s and from the 90s. How's it going, Tom? It's good, bud. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. Doing good. This is going to be our first episode coming out of the new year. Wow. Happy New Year. 2019. I know. We're, Uh, we barely made it. uh, You mean like to the new year? Yeah. Yeah. We struggled in. Yeah, we made it. Well, I mean, just us as people. Yeah. Uh, well, finish last, you still finish. Yeah, that's true. Hey, guess what? That means we've been doing this podcast for six months. Wow. Oh, man. That's cool. Yeah. That What'd one... you get me for our six-month anniversary? Oh. Um, I don't know. Emotional support? Oh, cool. <laughs> I never knew what that felt like before. Yeah. Turns out it feels pretty similar to no support. Yeah. <laughs> Are you making any New Year's resolutions? Uh, just want to be healthier, um, eating, uh, exercising, cutting back on my gluttonous behavior on things. I'm not a large man at all. I'm very thin, but my heart, you know, is probably lodged with the mozzarella stick. So I just want to go forward, be healthier, cut back on the old bouge. Yeah, I was uh, thinking about giving it up altogether. But after I heard that Christmas episode where I got wasted on the show, it was so much fun. Yeah. So maybe I'll just drink occasionally uh, for the podcast. Just for the podcast? Okay. No. (laughs) Hey, can we do a podcast at the bar tonight? Yeah. It's going to be you texting me like (laughs) after we've recorded an episode, like three hours later when you're sobering up being like, ah, I feel like shit. Let's go drinking again. Let's record at, uh, where do we go? We used to go to the Heart and Dagger. We used to. Now you live live close to Nick's karaoke bar. Oh, yeah, and you're a prolific karaoke singer. Uh, I do it. I'm not any good at it, but it is a lot of fun. Top three go-tos. Ooh, it kind of depends. I like to feel out the room a little bit, see what other people are doing, but I love doing Anything Anything by Dramarama. That's always a really fun one, not too difficult. Uh, Girl You Want by Devo. That's another one I Ooh, really that's like. That's a good one. And then, hmm, I guess I like Anthony's theme, Moving Out. Those are air quotes. Uh, by Billy Joel. Okay. What's that's, like the, what's the strangest one that you've done, you think? A karaoke song? Yeah. Or like, what's one that you just went up there and felt this was the most awkward one you've done or something you'd, way out of what you normally would do. Do you know the song uh, by Oingo Boingo, Oh, I Love Little Girls? I, I, no. Girls oh, really? They make me feel so good. You don't know that? No, I've never even heard of Oingo Boingo. Get the fuck out of here. Okay. Weird Science, Dead Man's Party. No. Oh, okay. Well, uh, they're 80s... Uh, New I know labors. the movie Weird Science. Yeah, that song from Weird Science. That's them? That's Wango Boingo. Okay, so they're from the 80s? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that name checks out. Yeah. Okay, well, I don't sing karaoke. I do go out with coworkers and watch it, though. Oh. It's fun. I mean, surely if you did one, it'd probably be, what, Rolling like, Stones? I've done it once. Oh, really? What'd I you sing? Once. I mean, you got it. It was Rolling Stones? Yeah. Which one? Beast of Burden. Oh, that's not bad. And there was only like two people there. It was at the, um, the Avenue. Oh, cool! I know that spot in Wait, Oakland, did someone though. play that on, uh, on a piano? No, not the Avenue. I'm th- the Libertine. Oh, okay. The Libertine. I'm sorry. The Avenue is okay. great though. Uh, both are great. But uh, yeah, I was at the Heart and Dagger, and the bartender was leaving. He was like the middle bartender guy, and he uh, was a sort of friend of mine. He bought me a lot of drinks. And he convinced me to go down there and do it. And when I got there, I was karaoke, saying, no, right? No, no. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, after I sung Beast of Burden, he probably was like, nope, don't want to fuck this guy now. He carried you over the threshold. I did run away from the Heart and Dagger once from, from two men. Oh, really? That were making advances on me. Yeah. Oh, I thought, <laughs> first I thought you were going to beat you up, but they were. Well, I mean, they would have beat me up sexually, liked... probably. <laughs> they liked the Tommy, huh? They did, and I was. I was very inebriated. I was living um, near the Rose Garden still in Oakland. And long story short, they like surrounded me. 
and they I was smoking cigarettes at the time and they asked for cigarettes and they were not very friendly and they told me to wait the bar is closing they told me to wait they said you know wait for us and you're coming back to our house with us and <laughs> they both went in the bathroom and you're like the, I guess I'm fucking these dudes <laughs> I was that I was that that drunk where you're just like can't really move and do much mobility and cognitive thinking. So I, uh, the, but my instinct kicks Your in. Your fight or flight kicks in. And I like the bartender uh, was a friend of mine as well. And she was like, what's going on right there? I was like, I don't know. I think these guys are trying to literally take me home. And she's like, signal to the, the door guy to go to the bathroom and tell these guys what's up. And she tells me, she's like, just get the fuck out of here. And then I got to the door and I literally ran away and hid, <laughs> hid in the alley behind a recycling thing. And I saw that guy's like walking around looking for me. And uh, and I ran home and I, I called my friend Dylan on the run home out of breath. And I was like, Dylan, these two guys, they want me for my body. I was running. It was like, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, I remember a couple of days later, days later, I was hanging with a friend of mine. And she was like, yeah, that's sort of what it feels like to be a woman nearly 75% percent of the time that you go out well it's also i find it amusing that if it wasn't for the fact that the bartender was a friend of yours who knows what have happened yeah if someone didn't say go home yeah well, good story yeah well i'm glad uh i evaded <laughs> i'm glad your virtue is still intact oh and then i threw up too very cool because i was running like after i just had like uh because they have like the the beer and the shot special there oh yeah full belly full of that um, and yeah, I got far enough away from those guys after hiding from them. It was about a block from my house and not a hard boot, but just, a, a you know, the last beer or two came out. Hey man, these are the type of things we're trying to avoid this In coming year. Yeah, that's right. Maybe if I'm only drinking during the podcast, there won't be too many dudes trying to, uh, get after this. I don't know. You never know. Cooper could come in. Oh my God. Uh, but yeah, hopefully Coop will come back with uh, Riley. We'll see. Yeah, we saw them the other night. And yep. He's very elusive, though, so we'll see. We'll see. Uh, one topic I want to bring up, I thought about this last night. We we talk a lot about dads. We love on, dads. We love dads. And finding their pornography. We live porn. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering, like, you know, if this medium somehow stays on the internet years from now, if you and I ever have kids, our kids will be able to go and listen to it and hear us talking about finding parents' porn. Uh, and they won't have the same opportunity to find pornography that we did. How would, well, first of all, how would these hypothetical children of ours... Uh, Wait, you and I? Yeah. Like, me and you together? Yeah. Adopt a kid? Yeah, John Jr. <laughs> Wait, he gets your name? <laughs> It's a strong biblical name, but if he if he's mine, he's the fourth. Oh, that is that's kind of cool. cool. Okay, he gets a a Roman numeral there. I can't compete with that. Yeah, but what I was gonna say is we don't even tell our living family about this. How would our hypothetical made up family find out? It's not like their kids are gonna Google us. I mean, when we're rich and famous, oh, they're oh, know that's right, where we got our money from. Yeah. We'll just have one of our... And when we'll, we'll both be dead by then, so they'll be like, you know, oh, our wives or girlfriends or adopted children, I guess, because we, we don't, we won't have wives or girlfriends. No, or I'll moms. have, yeah, I'll have like a widow. Or, yeah, or our widows, estranged, estranged ex-wife. Um, you know, they'll be like, oh, you can listen to your dad's voice on this, and they'll start hearing, well, God, I feel bad for them already, but they're going to hear that be like, wait, porn stashed? I'm not talking about mustache, but, you know, stash of porn that we always talk about finding from our childhood. They don't have that. There's there's not much print porn anymore. Tommy Jr., if you're listening right now, porn used to come on paper. Don't Numerous... come on the paper. That ruins the, uh, <laughs> that ruins the integrity of it. Yeah. Tommy Jr., if you're listening to this, go to bed. Yeah. It's too late for you. Mm-hmm. And don't forget to do your homework and eat your vegetables. He's like 33 <laughs> listening to this. Yeah. Still hasn't graduated high school. Oh, he's probably going to be more successful than we are. Yeah. That's not very hard. No. Uh, 
Anyway, today we're t- <laughs> we're talking about the hitchhiker. We are, but before we get into the episode, I want to do a little bit of uh, a news update. Good news, everyone. That's right. Uh, if you do or do not know the shows that we talk about, while not terribly popular, are popular enough to get a reboot. Uh, and it turns out that the reboot for Are You Afraid of the Dark, they just got one of the screenwriters who did the reboot of It recently. Oh, awesome. So they're doing a movie for Nickelodeon that's going to come out this year, 2019, around October. And it's going to center around a brand new stories from the Midnight Society. And yeah, they got good people working on it. I'm pretty excited about that. Um, and also they have... Uh, the reboot in the works of the new Twilight Zone, uh, written and directed by Jordan Peele. Oh, he's in a role. Yeah, man. It's going to be so good. So basically, all these reboots that are on the horizon, they're getting some wonderful people attached to them. Hopefully, they'll be good. Um, but yeah, wouldn't that be cool to like do, just for the shits and giggle, a new Are You Afraid of the Dark episode? Oh, yeah. We have, when that's going to happen... Cool. It's coming out in October. It's projected to come out in October. Yeah, I mean, they that's the date. Um, I think it's still in pre-production, though. Mm, my birthday's in October. Okay. Maybe they'll drop it on my birthday, seeing as we're such huge fans and huge podcasters. Let's just tweet at them and tell them what's up. Be yeah, like, over and over again. <laughs> People always not, listen we'll to just, an... We'll just dox everybody that's involved in it. Are you any good with computers? Mm, I can write some code. <laughs> you can, too. I can. I don't know if I've ever doxed anybody. Yeah, I don't think I've ever would or will. I was. Joking. Hey, man, 2019, we're going to start doing a lot of new things. Yeah. Well, that's weird. Yeah, especially after... The way you looked at me was... <laughs> he's locking eye... the door right now. Don't break eye contact. Um, but anyway, yeah, I just wanted to drop that little tidbit of info. Mm. Um, that's yeah. fun. Yeah. Futurama, too. And a little Futurama soundbite like yes. that. I was thinking either that or I was going to do the, uh, the It's Always Sunny when the, Mac runs in. Oh, yeah, yeah. He always okay. has some good news. Right. Okay. So today we're doing an episode of The Hitchhiker. Mm-hmm. This is our second one we've done for this series. The first one was fun. W-G-O-D. Yeah, that was a great one. It wasn't a great episode, but it was a lot of fun. Well, I mean, I, I think it was executed well-ish. Yes. I don't know. I don't remember what I rated it, so. Dude, so because this is a show that I wasn't really familiar with, I've been watching a lot of Hitchhikers lately. Um, not the show, just dudes on the street. Yeah? Um, no. You live, you live in West Oakland, so <laughs> that's normal. No, but yeah, I've watched maybe six or seven episodes of the show, and some of them are just weird and don't have any resolution and it sucks. And then other ones are really cool, but kind of dark. I watched about six or seven episodes of the hitchhiker and some are lame. Some are kind of just straight and not that spooky. Uh, this one that we're going to talk about today, the legend of Billy B. This is the one I watched and I was like, we discussed doing this one ahead of time. And after I watched a few of them, this was actually a pretty fun way to go, because this, okay. this episode is, I feel like, pretty fun and silly. What network did it air on? It's sorry if I asked that before, but I just can't recall. Honestly, I don't think it was just shown on, on one channel. I mean, in the States, it was called Hitchhiker. I think when it came out in either Canada or the UK, it was under the title of a show called Deadly Nightmares. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know if it had the same Hitchhiker host dude, um, but I also heard that they had a different guy come in and and be the Hitchhiker. It wasn't Paige. I think the guy's name is Paige something. Oh, my God. Um, No, but hey, by the way, after having watched several episodes of the Hitchhiker, one thing I noticed is that when he talks, his mouth looks so weird. He looks like he's wearing a rubber mask, like his lips don't move. Paige Fletcher. That's it. Wow. I have to go back and rewatch for, for the next one we do. Yeah, if not in this episode, just keep an eye on that in the future. Mm. Like, it looks pretty odd. I was like, does he have, like, a fucked up, like, grill? Like, why is he talking like that? But hmm, you never Who knows. Know. 
they're like, hey, we hired this dude for his great ass, not for his ability to speak. Oh, he he's poured into those jeans. I was, okay. So we talked about this last time. We were like, yes, this dude's got hunky, you know, behind in this pair of jeans. I was going to say, I don't know if I've ever seen anybody look as good in a pair of jeans as this. It's like, you know, I'm thinking maybe Cindy Crawford in those old Levi ads. And then Cindy Crawford just below... The yeah. hitchhiker. Yeah, because he's wearing the shit out of those jeans. Oh, yeah. I don't think he probably could take them off. <laughs> those those actually might be painted on. <laughs> they might be. It's and, pretty ridiculous. And all he's doing is just squats oh, all day long. Well, the intro always kills me. Like It's an odd intro. It is. It goes on for a long time. The music is, like I said, sounds like moving in stereo. There's not much content, too. No, and it's funny because if he's hitchhiking, yeah, he does walk by some streets with his thumb out. But then other times he's walking on the beach past the ocean, and then he's, like, in the middle of the desert. And it's like, there's no cars driving on the beach. You're trying to to get a ride in a boat. I mean, that's understandable. (laughs) Right? There's, like, a fucking van in a boat next to it. Yeah. Hopping gay. Yeah. The desert one, I don't know what, you're... Hitchhiking for a, a mirage, like I don't a know. cartoon. That's why I was wondering if he was supposed to be like some, I don't know, like fabled, super-powered mystical dude, or if he's just, I don't know, a weird homeless, you know, vagabond. Yeah, there's no backstory. No. At least as far uh, as the episodes that we've watched, I haven't seen any backstory. Wouldn't it be cool if it was like Freddy's Nightmares, where it's just stuff that takes place in this world, but there are a couple about Freddy. What if the hitchhiker was in his own episode? Yeah, we'll have to look that up. Where he's like hitchhikes and, I don't know, gives people... Roadhead? <laughs> you know the rules of the road. Mass gas or grass, baby. Weed, whites, or wine. Oh, really? Is that another one? Yeah. So whites weed, are cocaine. cocaine yeah. Okay. Weed, whites, or wine. Never heard that one. Mm. I like ask gas or grass better because... It makes more sense yeah. and you don't have to be like, wait, what's white? What's white? Well, also, like, you know, this thing needs... The car needs running out of fuel. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're doing weed, whites, or wine, that car's going to run out of gas. <laughs> you're going to be stuck with just your weeds and your whites, and eventually the wine's going to run out. <laughs> That's not fun. Yeah, but at least you'll be fucking... And there's no sex happening because everyone's on coke. Oh, Okay. Well, now that you've uh, dissected it, yeah, you're right. Okay, I uh, take it back. <laughs> I take it, from it back. The podcast, edit it. That's and, not happening. Uh, sit down when you pee when you leave my house. Before you, I mean, if you go to the bathroom before you leave my house. Yes, master. Okay. Um. So yeah, today's episode. Let's, let's get into it because let's one, get into it. The show where we get into it. This is yeah. Uh. Um, so this is uh season. Four, episode seven, if I had it written down correctly from when we discussed it last week. Mm-hmm. And this stars Kirstie Alley. That's right. As Jane L. Yeah. Not we... just Jane. Jane with the last, the first letter of her last name, L. And they call her that constantly. Yeah. Her name is not Janelle. I know. It, I, it... I had to go and look it up before we started recording because I thought her name was Janelle. Either way, like it's weird to J-A-Y-N-E-L-L-E or something like that. And she plays, what, a edit, like, well, she I, writes editorials. Okay. Is she... I didn't, I couldn't tell if they were a freelance Reporter? duo where they, like, sold photographs and articles to newspapers because when, okay, let's get into it real quick. Okay. The so show, it okay. starts with them lurking in the... Trees taking pictures of what we are assumed to believe is an actor. Yeah, uh, them being Kirstie Alley and her photographer. Hody. Hody. God. Hodor. Jane L. and Hody. Okay. By the way, did uh, Hody remind you of anyone? No, uh, I missed it. No. He reminded me of the British dad from Hammer's House of Horror. Oh, yeah. And I he was, was like, British, too, I believe, right? Yeah, because don't you remember we were like... What do you think this dude does? Oh, wouldn't that be a great great? shared universe? Yeah. Like, before he married that woman from Hammer's House of Horrors, this is what he was doing. Mm Mm-hmm. So, uh, this part was really funny. I mean, the whole thing was really great. But I like how, so, there's, like, three or four pictures taken of this guy getting it on with this girl right in front of these huge windows in his house. Yeah. And the photographer's like, all right, we got enough. Let's get out of here. Like, right as things are going down. Yeah. That's not a good photographer. No. 
Okay, so they're there. I guess this guy who they're surveying is a director and an actor. Very likable, apparently. Yeah. People like his movies, at least. That's what they say. Yeah. And did did I see boob? In this one? Yeah. You might have. I watched an episode of The uh, Hitchhiker where it was full on, like, nudity. Okay, because I I saw boob. I saw left tit. Okay. I don't. That's why that. I was asking you earlier about what network this was on or where it was aired. Oh. I'm sure, I'm pretty sure in England it would have been okay because they have, like, boobs in their newspapers yeah, and stuff. They're, they're not as uh, stuck up as we are, as conservative. Yeah, we're a bunch of prudes. Yeah. Um, but then it gets, it escalates fast. Yeah. So he's like, oh, uh, she's going down on him. And then he's like, I recognize that girl. That's, That's his, his sister. sister. Okay, if you're having incestual sexual relations with your sister and yeah. you're a very famous person, uh-huh. why would you do that in with the lights on in front of these huge windows? Because it, it's part of the thrill of getting caught. Oh, okay. Those Wait. high stakes. That, well, you don't have a sister, but you have a brother, and he sounds like you know a lot about this. I mean, I do have a crush on him. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, that's very sweet. Uh, yeah, my brother thinks I'm a loser. So I thought initially that Kirstie Alley was like a high-powered like executive or, or publisher. She looks insane. She's always wearing furs and like uh, weird little hats, like Penelope Pit Stop and like pearl necklaces. And it, she's. I wrote this down, and I I thought that she reminded me of a cross between um, Lucille Bluth. <laughs> and Corel Deville because of the fur, yeah, just in like, and then she is also a insane, trash, yeah, trashy. But I, 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 I thought at first before we find out more later on that she was like the boss of a newspaper, like the head edit, editor or something. I'm like, do they go out in the field and hide in bushes? I'm like, she's not doing anything there besides adding stupid commentary. Well, I think the thing that probably threw us is that we're more familiar with like paparazzi people getting the photos, and then selling those photos to a, a magazine or something. Right. Whereas here, they kind of, like you said, they're more of a freelance duo who is doing these slander stories. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're like, oh, damn, this actor-director dude's fucking his sister. Um, and it's the perfect story, you know why? Why? Because it's, uh, the world needs more... Oh, my God. I have it, it funny, written down. Funny sex and wacky stuff? No, because... <laughs> smut. Yeah, wacky smut. And so funny like, sex. There's only two things the world needs now. Funny sex and wacky smut. I've never seen wacky smut, I don't think. What does that even mean? I, I don't know, clown porn? That's what I thought, too. It's like... <laughs> the Keystone Cops all banging each other. Hey, Tommy Jr., if you're listening... Go Google clown porn. Go on Pornhub. <laughs> Look it up. <laughs> hey, that's what your dad's telling you to do. No. Let's, so, uh, um, both his dads, by the way. Okay. We love you. Um, so, besides her just saying that, which I love that quote of the funny sex wacky smut, she also says she'd fuck the devil sideways to get a front page scoop. So, she's willing to do anything. Like, just goes to show how little... I've always She's wondered weird. what that term meant. Fuck sideways? Yeah. Because, I mean, like... Would that really be uncomfortable? Yeah, I don't saying? understand. Like, there's a lot of positions... I mean, I, I'm i assuming. We'll but, have to Google that. Yeah. Hey, Tommy Jr. <laughs> Tommy Jr., if you're listening, Google, Google fuck sideways. <laughs> the devil fuck sideways. That's the only way the devil fucks is sideways. <laughs> Maybe he's got a sideways dick and it hurts. Oh, Oh, maybe. That'd I don't know. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I got a little fan fiction to write. I'll be right back. Yeah. <laughs> and we're back, everybody. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this is uh, where the this is where the hitchhiker comes in and says, you know, basically these people are pieces of trash, and this is when his face looks like a rubber mask a lot. Okay. The. It cuts to after this article has come out. Yeah. And we, we're in the dark room for the photographer. He's hanging up a bunch of pictures. and Cody. Of course. <laughs> How silly of me. And Kirstie Alley, 
Oh, uh, you didn't correct me that time? Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> I, I almost said Cruella DeVille again. <laughs> so then Cruella DeVille comes in, and she's, like, pissed off because she uh, had put out this story about the... Well, she's happy at first. She's happy at first because... She, she's not wearing her old skunk fur. Oh, my God. She overacts this entire episode. Yes, yes. that's what you're going to say. I, it was right on the tip of my tongue. Um, but she has a tabloid that says that the wife of this guy killed herself because when the information came out about their secret, you know, incestual relationship, she was so devastated that she killed herself. Yeah. And this is a problem for Hody. Hody, yeah. Hody, He's got... Uh, morals. Um, yes. Or a moral compass. At least, yeah. And she's not. Yeah. She... she doesn't care. She's bummed out that it's being seen negatively with what they did. She There's has no a conscience. lot of stomping in this scene. Yes. A uh, lot of physicality. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, I feel like Kirstie Alley was doing a good job. Like, I didn't like her, and that's a that's good the thing. point. Because she's usually pretty likable, at least in Look Who's Talking and Cheers and stuff. Yeah, no, absolutely. This was, I think this probably was fun for her to, uh, to, to play a kind of a character like this, I don't think it's something that she gets cast at at that point in 1987 mm-hmm. had been playing a lot of. So, uh, so Hody's like, what the fuck? Like, this isn't cool. Don't you realize that somebody's dead because of us? And she kind of blows it off. But the whole time they're having this discussion, you see uh, Hody has been hanging up pictures that he's taken recently of uh Acid rocker from the 60s known as Billy B. Billy Baltimore, or Billy B for short. Or Mr. Baltimore at one point. <laughs> That's true. Uh, my question is, why wouldn't Hody have talked to her about this before? I wrote the, the same thing. Why, why? How is Deep dead for 20 years, and there's pictures of him hanging there? Why, why has this conversation not come up yet? So... What we later find out is that Hody is a huge fan of Billy B and knows practically everything there is to know. Um, and even though this guy has supposedly been dead for 20 years, somehow he's been taking pictures of him for the last two weeks. And even though a gigantic rock star coming back to life would seem like front page news, doesn't seem to mention it to uh, Jane L. at all. Yeah. He has to kind of wait until she... It's like, hey, what's up with this? And then he gives heavy, heavy exposition. I wrote down in all capitals, exposition. Yeah. Uh, also, real quick to go back a second, there was um, they used the term fake news. Oh, really? Yeah. And I was like, oh shit, I wonder if Trump saw this in '87. Is like, store this in the in the vault and use it later. And uh, yeah, I just want to point that out. Oh, they also do. They also say like the title. Basically, he's like. The Legend of Billy B. Oh. I was like, oh, real credits. I love that. You know I love when they say the title in the movie or show. He was the best American guitarist pre-Hendrix. Post-Rolling Stones. Did he say that? Yeah. Oh, fuck him. And he, he kept, like, throwing out other bands to be like, it was just like this dude, but cooler. And just like this dude, but hotter. And, like, it's just... And then we, he says that he got shot on stage in yeah. 1967. The first rock star to be killed. Yeah. I don't think that's real. No. And uh, it's just, it's a minute straight of exposition. It's yeah. just, it's great. I yeah. loved it. It's very heavy-handed, and it is very funny. Um, but this inspires Kirstie Alley to, excuse me, Jane L. Uh, she wants to make this rock star actually alive, Billy B, to be the focus of her next story. What was her... What was her headline? Do you remember? Oh, uh, I remember I had two exclamation points at the end. I think it was Rockstar makes comeback dot dot dot, 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 dot from the grave. grave. Double, Double exclamation, exclamation point. point. Very cool. And uh, and then are they are they lovers? I was wondering that. I was like, are they fucking? Because he just is like he's like you're totally you know in the beginning he's like you're lucky i love you or you're lucky yeah. i like you or something like that he's like you're a total degenerate piece of shit Good well thing he I... says a weird thing he says uh, i wrote it down um she's like you're totally he says you're totally out fucked or something like that or like, yeah all fucked i was like is this a term from 87 from that, the uk from or the uk that who we knows just, yeah i don't know 
It went over my head. It, me too. And I have I have a lot of family over there, and I've never heard them say that. Uh, Whatever the case is, they waste no time. Well, she she gives them the old like hand job. No, <laughs> the old hand job. No, she. The reason we were wondering why she their lover is because she like grabs him and dips him and gets the kiss like yeah. the reverse sexes. Uh huh. Like especially in eighty seven. That you know been, who's wearing the pants. Oh yeah, he's getting pegged every night. <laughs> He's definitely not. You know who's wearing the strap on in this relationship. Yeah, and she's like, and she has to be the character of of the legendary Billy B. He's like, can I call you Billy? Can I call you Billy? Oh, put your guitar right in me ass. <laughs> oh, tune it, tune it hard with that riff. I'm gonna shoot you on stage. Riff my balls. <laughs> Crikey, Crikey. Um, Wait, Australian? I don't know. They said in Austin Powers. Oh, well, that's right. Well, that's not a good reference point. That's not authentic. No. So uh, they go to the they go to where the legend of Billy B is uh, apparently living or staying. They break onto private property, and mm-hmm. I love the scene where they're sneaking up. They're holding like a branch, but behind them, in between I didn't them. Understand that? Yeah. I was like, is that supposed to obstruct someone's like view? I. Rem- yeah, is that like protection? And how did Hody found this find this place? I don't. No, there, there's no. Well, he's got files. He <laughs> says that he's like, I've got files, um, and so clearly he's the only one that's been looking into this. Plus, I guess he is the world's biggest Billy B fan. Yeah, no, this this was something that just slowly unfolded that they didn't establish at all. Like, give him like a Billy B T-shirt or something like. Or have a poster up, or you know, when they're talking about him, be like, "This guy in the, in the the darkroom scene, like, be like, oh, this was uh, my favorite, my favorite artist. That's yeah. why I, I I care so much about this." But no, it's they make like, it seem like, oh, everybody knows and about then, Billy B. Nope, just him. Uh, I I thought when it reminded me when they have the when they had the branch between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Do you remember playing like? games as a kid where if you're holding someone else it was called like electricity and you couldn't be tagged out or something like that like when you're playing like uh hide go seek or dodgeball there'd be like a home spot where if you were on it you couldn't get tagged and, if and you were, someone could touch you and it would prevent them from you from for you being like tagged out or yeah. whatever yeah maybe that was, that was their plan because there was a guard dog apparently <laughs> There was no guard dog. There was a watchman. There was a watchman. I, I he just looked like a weird burly bearded biker dude. Like, he looked like he had like a wig on too. Yeah, I, I, I thought at first that he had a like a he had bandana. a bandana. Oh, he did. Okay, he, I thought he did. I did too. But I, then in other scenes, it was too dark where I couldn't tell. Well, it's funny because if this dude's running around guarding the place, and somehow, I don't know, somehow Hody. Saw Billy be what in the house out of the house? We don't know, they don't explain that. But when they uh, after they had looked at the pictures that Hody takes, they realized hey, he has an age, he doesn't look like he's like 70 or whatever. And Kirstie Alley goes, Oh, he must have gotten plastic surgery. That's her rationalization. That's not the case at all. Well, that's not what Hody thinks. What does he think? Rock and roll is forever, baby. And uh, there's another enough thing. said, enough said, hell yeah. <laughs> I just took my shirt off and started headbanging. <laughs> you can you could have that in, um, but I I didn't know like right when they hop over the fence, Kirstie Alley takes the biggest drag of a cigarette I've ever seen on like movie or TV. She blows out so much smoke because normally it's kind of irritating when you watch a movie and they I take a notice. drag of a cigarette. Was it more smoke exhaled than Freddie's? Nightmares, the safe sex in the mm. dream. Equal amounts, I think. <laughs> and she's no, I mean, she is a nightmare, but she's no she's, she's not, you know, undead or whatever Freddy is. But uh, yeah, because normally when I watch a movie or a TV show, you know, they take a big drag of cigarette and then it's like this little puff. It's like fake out. movie cigarettes. Movie or cigarettes. Yeah. This one, when she's running, if you go back and watch, it's hugely. Giant huge, plume. Yeah. I'm wondering if maybe it was like uh, a little mix of weed and cold day. Yeah. A little <laughs> Smoking a spliff? No, I think it maybe it was a cold day and she's blowing out smoke at the same time, but it blows right in the camera and I was, I, I, mean, I took a back. of it. I jumped back. You were startled? I, I coughed. My stars. Yes. 
Mrs. Berkeley, you can't do that. <laughs> so uh, the scary biker dude jumps into a truck and drives away from the house. And that's when they hop the fence and get in uh, there. They also note his license plate. Oh, yeah. That's a tip off. It's like, what if you're trying to be secretive about this whole thing, while you put in a little Easter egg, yeah. was it Zono? Yeah, it was some weird... Zono Rock? I, I, Zono Rock, I think. Yeah. That was the name of like his like last single or The album. license plate was Billy B. Not Dead. Yeah. <laughs> Billy B. Lives Here. Yeah. It was not subtle at all. Uh, and then they're running up to the house... And she, like, briefly opens the trash cans. Oh, yeah, and there's a bottle in and there. And she pulls out the bottle and, and looks to see if there's something in there. I'm like, They okay. didn't establish that she has a drinking problem, but I'd believe it. I bet you there's, like, cut scene or edited scenes out that were... Her basically boozing it up. Yeah, each time they would move, she was popping some, some of the old juice. So they go, they break into the house. <clears throat> They're creeping around in the dark. And this place is fucking huge. Yeah. And they go up the stairs and we get a little fake out. We're like, oh shit, it's Billy B. Well, but it's not Billy B at the top of the stairs. They hear the music and yeah. he's like, the riffs. <laughs> That's his trademark. Like, is he the only guitarist that has riffs? ever played a riff? Yeah. Every first other one. dude is just. And they are the most generic. It's like a 12 bar blues at first. Yeah. And then it's just this like. Like something Strumming. you learn when you're learning scales. This is something like a person who doesn't know how to play guitar like does when they go to Guitar Center. Yeah. Like, hmm, does this work? Yeah. Literally, like I said, it's like someone running down like a, just a, like a cup. Like first it's the, the blues part and then it's like these very generic 80s or 70s tiny little guitar scales. Yeah. So they, they're running around. They, there's a better, cardboard cutout. Better than Hendrix. That's right. Better than Hendrix, baby. Well, before him, he was. So the first room that they find in this house is a trashed hotel room mm -hmm. that stinks like booze and piss and vomit. And was it my, I thought it was at first going to be my dorm room in college. Dude, it, it's a fucking shithole. And Kirstie Ale is like gagging like by how bad it smells. But not Hody, because he's a true believer. He's a... He's a huge fan of Billy B, and he's like, no, this is a, a replica of the last hotel room that Billy B trashed before he died. And he's like, look at this. Look at the attention to detail. It's perfect. And I'm like, so this dude does not smell piss and vomit and He's a fanboy, man. I guess. Like, what an odd detail to have. Like, why keep a trashed hotel room replica in there it like, wasn't it didn't really factor into the story at all it did this. nothing it just it made it weird because they kept going f like oh here's this here's that and i was like oh maybe this is like a weird haunted house and they're actually going to this hotel room or they're actually stepping back in time somehow i thought the same thing i didn't know what was going on yet but yeah it was you very notice during the this whole house um and Lots of entering a room and then slow panning from left to right. Oh, just be like, here's where they are, viewer. And then it was like the reveal was always on their right. Oh, uh, yeah. Actually, now that you mention it, yes. I, it was one of the last notes I took, but I, I was just like, this was the first instance where they bust in and you're like expecting to see something. This one you don't, but in the other scenes you do yeah. get I'm, that Yeah, I'm remembering the last room she goes into, but we'll get to that in time. Mm -hmm. um, so... The second room they go into is like a strobing light room that looks like uh, what? It kind of looks like a stage, basically. And we see Billy Baltimore. Billy Baltimore. So Billy B, the young guy who supposedly Hody, the world's biggest Billy B fan, has been taking pictures of for two weeks. And Kirstie, I was like, oh, shit, that's really him. Um it's Wormsung from Lord of the Rings. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, man. Do you know who that is? No. <laughs> I like how you just played along. Wormsung is in, I think, the third movie, uh, the third book. Uh -huh. And he's this, this uh, evil little weaselly guy who's corrupted one of the kings. He's working with uh, the evil wizard. I was just, was like, uh, he looked really familiar. Oh, you've seen him in a lot of stuff. He's yeah. been in a ton of stuff. Never, it was fun seeing him as like this cool rock and roll dude, though. 
Because he's usually a fucking dork. Yeah, I think yeah he's like he's like a really a weird looking guy now. Um, but anyway, they uh, they cut to they see him, they talk to him, they start doing these like weird. Kirstie like, is interviewing him. Yeah, and she keeps saying like, "So, how are you still alive? What's going on? Like, have you you know trying to get to the bottom of like what the fuck is going a prison? on? Yeah, are you being held hostage or some shit?" And he doesn't really answer her. He just is spewing back already. He's telling her he's interviews from his yeah. past that he has already talked about. He's regurgitating. Yeah. And the way we know this is because Hody seems to know. June 1965. He knows every word of every interview that Billy B's ever given and knows the magazine and remembers it. Oh, by the way, just to kind of go back to that first scene where he's doing his heavy exposition, he goes, and Billy B was on the cover of Rock and Roll magazine. Oh, man. <laughs> I was like, I know you can't say Rolling Stone, but Rock and Roll magazine is so funny. Yeah, that's great. I kept on waiting for Hody to, like, I thought it was going to be a thing where the reveal was going to be that Hody was in on it or was Billy B. Not was Billy B, but, like, also... Well, I thought it was going to be, like, a ghost thing for a while. Yeah. And I thought this was going to be, like, some big thing of, like, a, a big betrayal or... Yeah, so at this a point... A honeypot sort of thing, but the, without the sex. Well, so, Billy B, this young Billy B is, again, also knows all of the interviews and what Billy B said back in the 60s and stuff... And I was like, oh, is he, like, a figment of somebody's imagination because he can't give any new information? Like, you know, people have memories of something. Yeah. They can't introduce new info because all they have is what's already been there. And I was like, oh, maybe this, like, maybe that's what they're going for. That, yes, rock and roll is so powerful that it can manifest somebody's spirit or energy. And, and I was like, okay, this is weird. Like, the whole time there's a lot of, not, I don't know, it doesn't mislead you, but it. I felt like I really didn't know what was going to happen. I felt the same way, too. And um, it, it just was odd. Like, I, I was really, at this point, like, there was three different avenues head, like, I thought it, it could go down. Like, I mentioned before, the betrayal could have been, like, this weird thing where they lure, like, he's sick of how mean and horrible she is and how their stories have been leading to harm. I thought it was going to be a trap like that. And then I thought maybe a ghost kind of thing. And then I had one where I was like, I don't know where I was going. Like, this could be maybe her imagination or something like that. Because when they meet Billy B, he doesn't seem surprised that they're in his house. No. He doesn't seem... He also can't play that guitar. Okay. Before he gets to the shitty guitar, though, he's... Every long interview that he's going over again, he's got a fucking cigarette hanging in his mouth and it was so goddamn distracting so annoying i couldn't pay attention to anything else i'm like how how is it first of all staying in his mouth how is this actor even like remembering his lines when it's like got smoke pouring into his eyes i just as a former smoker that irritated me so much because i've tried to do that before just, just for fun and the smoke goes directly into your eye take it out of your fucking mouth at least for one second yeah and and I noticed, uh, just a sidetrack slightly, I noticed a lot in this episode, Kirstie Alley, and it happens at the in the final scene a lot, she'll talk to people and ask them to do something or tell them to do something, and they won't do it or they won't respond, and she's like, yes, perfect, keep doing this, or they just ignore her completely. Like, I'll, I'll bring it up when the really glaring example of it. Okay. In the, in the scene or so. Um, so, yeah, this is where... The photographer, excuse me, Hody, who knows everything about Billy B, is like, starts taking some pictures of him, and then Billy B like holds a lit match by his crotch. Got it. Yeah, and he's like, get it, got it, use it. Yeah, she calls him a doper head too. I mean, if he's not remembering that he's already given these interviews, maybe she's like, oh, it must be stoned. She but says, um, she doesn't want this. 60s shit she wants this 80s 80s shit shit, yeah like what does that mean it means no more reefer more cocaine yeah (laughs) um and our the watchman shows back up right right around this time biker beard boy is moving big boxes in the house 
And um, you hear, um, he hears over like a loudspeaker system that they have. So this is when Hody is like, hey, why don't you shred the guitar and play your famous riffs? And all this dude is doing is just strumming a guitar and then hitting the whammy bar. And then that's when Hody has his time to shine. Okay, this was when I still was thinking that we were going to find out that maybe Hody was Billy B or something. Uh-huh. Because he picks it up and he does, again, not nothing special on the guitar. That's like something you can learn I mean, if, at an average level of guitar He fucking playing. kills, dude. He shreds. Yeah, he does the sweet little, like, taps. He does the taps and he, uh-huh. like, runs it up the, runs it up the neck and then mm-hmm. does a little, like, you know, a little... Bet. He bends. Yeah, it, I mean, it's impressive. You should, I mean... If you can, add that in to the background of this episode. Oh, the sound? Right there, yeah. Okay. Um... But yeah, and then he kind of like shoves it back at at Billy B. Yeah, because he's like, play that shit, you fucking fake. And he can't play it. And that's when they're like, oh, let's go home. Like, this dude's fake. And I'm like, so you've been taking pictures of this dude for two weeks. Whatever you've seen him doing or been spying on him or whatever. What the fuck? Has he been shredding? Like, is he in this room all the time by himself? Like, there's just kind of raised a lot of questions. But yeah. At this point, when they they don't believe that this really is Billy B, he decides to pull out a fucking gun. Yeah, real quick, I, it reminded me of that thing where he plays guitar and shoves it back to him. It reminds me of um, in movies when, or in TV shows as well when it's like the young person who's like the main character meets their idol in like behind closed doors and finds out that they're not that cool or that they like they've like forgotten what it was was like to be what they thought they were, you know, that kind of you thing. You changed, man. You changed, man. That's exactly, I was like, oh, I thought for a second, I was like, oh, he's going to see this guy, is this fanboy, and be like, oh, man, I forgot about music, <laughs> you know, like, I've gotten, it's all gone to my head. It and, really no, does. He pulls out a gun. He's like, oh, you think you're hot shit, huh? You're going to embarrass me in front of Kirstie Alley? What's he say over the loudspeaker, do you remember? No. Because he says something uh, over the, into the microphone, and then the hench, the the watchman sees it and hears a gunshot. So he clearly shot once, missed. Either he, maybe he shot straight up in the air, and maybe it's too much. Uh, this is maybe wacky, my favorite little scene. Is I mean, this is very close to the end, but I love. Uh, we hear the gunshot, and the henchman pulls out a fucking dope pump shotgun. Oh yeah, and he's like, "All right, I gotta go do this." And my favorite thing is when Hody is running away. He goes down a flight of stairs. And then just instantly jumps out of a window, like a, a glass window. Yeah, I loved it. I I chuckled so hard during that thing, dude. So yeah, not only so this dude pulls a gun, he fucking bails on Kirstie Alley, and he's like, "Fuck it!" Jumps through a glass window, rolls down the side of a roof, jumps off the roof on the drops ground. down like two stories. Yeah, not 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 close. Does the drive. classic like. My leg is hurt, like run away, like the limp, sh- sh- and then he gets down crawling. And then this part is great because that's when uh, the biker bearded boy, uh, he the comes, watchman, watchman, he s- snaps the neck. He calls him uh, insect man. Yeah, and then why? Don't know. <laughs> Deleted scene. That was a sick '80s burn. But yeah, it, like he gets his fucking neck snapped by the biker, and rightfully slow. I mean. <laughs> Rightfully so. Uh, okay. What? Rightfully so. Nothing at all. Nothing at all. Uh, anyway, Insect Man gets his neck cut rightfully slow. Rightfully slow. And uh, and then Kirstie Alley's doing the, the classic, like, trying to run away thing, and she sees this one room Dude. with these glass doors, uh-huh. and she goes in there, and this is the slowest left-to-right pan. Okay. So... I had this feeling when they were running around this house, I didn't really know what really tipped me off, but this was the part where I was like, this movie or this show reminds me of the movie House of a Thousand Corpses, Mm. where there's like this weird fucking house where you don't know what the hell is in each room. You step into it and you're like, wait, what's going on? Why is this hotel room instead of a normal room? Why is this fucking, you know, a stage with a dude who seems like he's not really... at, you know, playing with a full set of cards and he pulls a gun on me and all this shit. But this last room, this is really what did it. Uh, see, I, I kind of thought 
Uh, maybe it's because I had just watched Home Alone. Mm-hmm. But I, it, inside, I was like, wouldn't it be great if, like, the if Hody and, and Jane L were the Marv and Harry of Harry. this thing? Because they're breaking into this guy's house. And yeah. I would be like, wouldn't it be great if when they're running away, like, paint cans start, like, you know, swinging down on stair sets and uh, Hody loses his gold tooth? I was going to say, if it's got to be something more music-related, like... I don't know, like a amplifier drops on their head oh, yeah. or like a record gets shot at them like a disc or something. A guitar string trips them over because oh, it's tied between yes. two banisters. Very cool. We could remake it. The episode? Yeah. Okay. We'll get Kirstie Ellie in. <laughs> She's still available. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> we just looked at a picture of her too, by the way. Uh, uh, I don't. I think it probably was at her worst, but... I mean... She's got a huge neck. Her neck is larger than her head. We don't know if that was a doctored uh, shot at all, though. It was like the second thing I clicked on, and it could have been stretched wide. Uh, but anyway, she uh, she doesn't get hit by any guitar strings or anything like that, and she she makes her way down to this one room where we pan from left to right, and we find this old man who is clearly the actual... Billy B, we come to find out in a second. And he looks nuts. Like, yeah. he's staring ahead, almost catatonic. Like, he has all these fluids that he's being, like, he, intravenously... Very, like... Strange colored fluids, too. Yeah. They're, like Coca-Cola. They're, like, red and blue and green and, like, all this, yeah, black. And it's strange because he has like a little microphone thing strapped to his neck a microphone to his neck and then and on he each has hand these, he has these little two like keyboards yeah like it's like a four inch wide thing with maybe three white keys and two black keys and he it looks like he's pressing them it's to the but, music it's to the guitarists they're playing but the, it's terrible like and I shouldn't like it, be, it. <laughs> i honestly thought it was slow i'm not lying it, it starts off slow and i thought it was gonna be like if it had actually picked up the pace, it would have been sounding kind of cool. But I thought it was going to keep getting, like, as she was walking up, I thought it was going to get faster and faster. And no, well, it just stays the same. I was wondering, like, does he use this for communication? But no, he doesn't communicate it's or anything. to find his soul. So Kirstie Alley's like, oh, my God, you really are the real Billy B, and you're alive. And she tries to interview him, but because he's not able to speak he's catatonic she, she takes matters into her own hands and she just starts pumping fluids into she I like how they squeezes i like is that what they're is she doing because they don't show her hands There's they show like, her she's like squeezing the bags of fluid into this dude and like turning up the little spigot and like it's all going into him and he starts like having tremors like he's going into shock because there's too much i don't know whatever the fuck that is painkillers yeah. or or something, but clearly she's not helping this dude. She is hurting him. One word. One word. Oh, yeah. That's all she wants from this dude. I'm like, what would that even do? I kept, I thought he was going to say something. I don't, I didn't know what the word was going to be. Me too. But this is what, this is the shit that reminded me of House of a Thousand Corpses. Like at the end, like just having that, I don't know, if it was a, uh, Dr. Frankenstein or something like that from House of a Thousand Corpses where it's like this scary dude with all these tubes hooked up to medical equipment, people who are like not in their right mind being kept in a place they can't escape from. I was like, this shit is fucking insane. Um, But yeah, Kirstie Alley's all up in this dude's face and then luckily uh, the Watchmen and Billy B. Jr. come in to rescue Billy B. because... Mm -hmm. He's being attacked and basically almost nearly killed by Kirstie Alley. Tortured. So Billy Jr. comes in and uh, he basically tries to explain what the hell is going on. And he yeah. goes, rock and roll gave him everything and he gave everything to rock and roll. And then it asked too much of him or something like that. Yeah, and it wanted his soul. So rock and roll killed him. And that's what they said. He's like... If I have to wait 20 years until his soul comes back or something like that. So they're keeping him alive in the hopes that, what, rock and roll will return his soul and then he can die and then go to heaven? Or I don't know. The whole ending didn't make sense. And, like, why would you need to keep him, like, hidden away from public? Why the whole fake death thing? To, to me, it seems like the kid 
wanted to have this, wanted to monopolize off him uh, or, or, or monetize off him of being like, oh, if he's dead and then come back, comes back to life, that'll be a way bigger money pull, like if he gets his soul back. So, okay. So how old do you think Billy Jr. is? Because 20 years younger? I don't think he's... He had him when he was nine years old, I think. Well, what? no, what I was thinking was this guy wasn't 18 when his dad was shot, so he wasn't able to legally say, hey, I want my father taken back to his place. So he had to be a teenager or younger making the decision to keep his dad hidden from the world and execute that plan so well that absolutely nobody, including any reporters or any of his fucking bandmates or anything, nobody knows this dude is alive. Somehow this child yeah, was able to do this. They say, okay, if we go back, they say Kirstie Alley at one point, uh, it says, how old would he be at this point? 50? And this is 1987. So lop off 20 years. So he's 30. When he died, quote unquote, died, uh, and if his son was the legal age to take over the estate or be his legal guardian, he would have had to have. He would have been twelve. That's okay. So that's what I'm saying. So Billy B. Junior. Well, hey, wait. The Watchman. Wait, he could have been twelve and already be shooting ropes into <laughs> older women. We don't know that. He was the best guitar player since you know before Hendrix. I, I, well, here's the thing, because I think Kirstie Alley said he was older than that. Because remember when they're trying to figure out what was up, she's like, oh, he must have got plastic surgery. How old would he be right now? 60s, 70s? No, she said 50s. I thought it was 60s. No, because think about it. This was 1987. Uh huh. He died in 1967. Most musicians die around the, you know, the 27 Club. So it has been exactly 20 years since he was killed? If they're based on when this episode came out, it would be 1987. He died in 1967. Hmm. He got shot on stage in 1967. So oh. he'd have been 30 years old if he's, let's say he's exactly 50. Do you think uh, we're thinking too much into this? Yes. Okay. Well, we'll drop it. But no, I was no, no. just going to say. I think it's very interesting. I was just joking. Oh, so do you think that his soul will return that rock and roll will return his soul eventually what i don't because like what does that mean does like after x amount of time his brain and body starts functioning again based on what like is there something supernatural that's happening is he why well, i, I kind of thought that was the whole idea is he brain was... dead and his brain's gonna start working again because he clearly can understand things he was trying to say words and then he's panicking and saying like this is not I mean, he didn't say it, but you could see he was not comfortable. It's what he didn't say. Yeah. It's, yes. I don't know. Well, whatever the it case garbage. is. So they, we find out that his son took the body and hit him all this time and hope his soul returns. Um, and then Kirstie Alley gets grabbed by the Watchmen and is injected with some type of weird, cl weird clear chemical and is immediately goes into a like vegetable like she's in like a coma with her eyes open or i guess it's more catatonic but uh she goes into this nightmare existence to where she's being kept with billy b in a chair also intravenous fluids and the last shot is her you know staring off into space with a big glob of drool hanging down yeah. her mouth and that's the way it ends and i found the ending very confusing because i get it this is your dad this is billy b a world famous rock star you're waiting for his soul to return who's this bitch like why are you keeping her alive why did you murder one person and then like lobotomize someone else yeah and keep them around for what 20 years like it doesn't nothing is explained no and yeah you have every right to murder somebody who's breaking onto your property in self-defense but surely like a police officer or somebody would eventually come, but I guess no one's discovered old Billy B for 20 years. So maybe yeah. not. I don't know. It was a mm. uh, little confusing there. Yeah. Anyhow. Well, that was the episode and um, let's get into our, unless you have anything else you want to talk about. Well, let's do creepy crawlers first. Sure. Oh yeah. How about you go first today? Okay. Um, second hitchhiker, 
Kirstie Alley, big name at the time. Um, she goes all out. Uh, I mean, whenever she's walking or walking fast, she's got the uh, the hands up in the air, just the most extravagant, outlandish, over-the-top kind of acting. But Hey, uh, just real quick, uh, if you could bring in another actor from the same time period, either as Hody or maybe as young Billy B. Anyone that comes to mind? Mm, let's see, 1987. One-year-old. One-year-old me coming in. As oh, what about this? What if they did uh, recasting with Ted Danson? Because remember they had that uh, great dynamic on Cheers? Oh, yeah. Oh, you know what? Hmm. Too good of a... Uh, they would have gotten along too well. What oh, if so- it was uh, Frazier? Because he was in Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> and he also has like the you know like the weird like not British kind of British accent. Yeah, yeah. Frazier as the photographer would be fun too. Yeah, because he also is extremely smart. Plus, I would so like you to picture see him. Her you dip, can picture what dip him and kiss him. Oh my god, that would be so great. It, uh, my point was going to be that he's also extremely smart. He plays someone who comes off as extremely smart. So you could picture him and knowing all these. Yeah, no, he is a know it all. Yeah, oh, and he I, is a know it all. I imagine him jumping through that window. <laughs> I imagine a stuntman who looks nothing like him yeah. flying through the window. Have you ever seen that uh, that video footage when he fell on stage when he's making a speech? No. He, so he's like on a black stage giving a speech to some group of people, and he doesn't see that the stage ends, and he's uh-huh. like walking with a microphone, and one foot just gets placed off. And uh, I'll show it to you guys the episode, but it's great. You hear him just like eat hard shit. <laughs> Um, Tommy Jr. Tommy Jr. Google Kelsey Grammer falls off stage right after you finish nutting after watching porn for the first time. Hopefully the first time. All right. I didn't mean to derail your uh, creepy crawlers. Get back to um, it. Yeah. I thought it was just okay. The The ending really knocked the rating down for me because it kind of just didn't answer a lot of things, didn't explain a lot of things. I thought it was very middle of the road. Kirstie Alley was fun to watch, um, and but it was just boring, but not boring to the point where it wasn't worth watching. So I'm going to go right down the middle with five creepy crawlers. How about yourself? You know, maybe the fact that I've watched a lot of Hitchhikers in the last week or so maybe colors my rating a little bit. But I feel like a lot of hitchhikers kind of have no climax. Um, I felt like this one was pretty fun. It had some moments that I liked, some funny, you know, uh, little, I don't know, quotes, especially the one about, you know, wacky smut. And uh, (laughs) I like that this Billy B thing was so, I don't know, I don't know. I guess I like rock and roll legends. I feel like that kind of stuff is so fun. And, you know, having the idea of like, ooh, maybe Elvis is still alive or Tupac's still alive. I was or just say Tupac, yeah. yeah I like, believed that when I was younger. You never know, dude. Still do. <laughs> um, but it wasn't a hologram of him on stage. It was him in real life, I think. Wait, did they do him? They did a hologram no, of him, right? No, okay. yeah, you're right. Shit, I was like, oh, fuck, did I just mess this up? No, you got it. Um, but yeah, this was... I don't know. I guess I feel like if the ending had just been done a little different, like if they didn't keep Kirstie Alley alive, or like maybe if old Billy B was able to talk even just a few sentences before Billy B Jr. and the Watchman came down to kill Kirstie Alley, like it'd be good. Or like if instead of the person at the beginning they were taking photos of was a director, maybe they were a musician. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like when it comes to a lot of these little shows, you want the person who gets it in the end to have kind of an ironic or at least a fitting end. So if you're exploiting people, someone should exploit you. Yeah, like she ends up in the chat void. Yeah, something like that. I just felt like um, it would have been a little bit more of a poetic justice. Hody went out too fast, too easy. Again, I kept on waiting for being like, the ending I thought was going to happen was Hody turning on her and like somehow taking pictures of her doing something that maybe end up in the tabloids. I didn't think maybe that she's going to be like comatose like she is or whatever, but because he's such a fanboy, you think that 
he would have kept the secret about you know the legend uh, of Billy B, but no, he he runs away. Yeah, you know what? That definitely makes me feel like they're fucking. Like he he wouldn't have told her and exploited his hero Man. if it wasn't you know. Talk about you don't stick your dick in crazy. Yeah. You get your neck snapped after you drop off a two story house. Is that how the saying goes? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I've seen on a bumper sticker here or there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I as far as hitchhikers go, I feel like this is a pretty fun hitchhiker. Oh. Um, but yeah, that being said, I don't think that it was anything groundbreaking. I'll give it a six. That's a good rating. It's it's all right. So that's uh, Hitchhiker Legend of Billy B. It was. It happened. It happened. Um, Does this make you excited to watch more Hitchhikers in the future? I'm going to reserve my judgment still. Okay. That's only number two for me. Um, And I'm interested to see some other ones. You've watched a lot more recently. Yeah, I watched one that had uh, Marco Kidder. Um, How many seasons does this baby run? I think four or five. Okay. And, you know, this is back... In the day when uh, instead of just having eight to ten episodes in a season, there was like 25 or yeah. some shit. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm going to reserve judgment on that. Well, yeah, so this one I watched with Margot Kidder is a pretty interesting one. Um, and that one is pretty much just straight scary. Oh, um, I, I would love to do one of those, actually. Something a little something more like serious. That. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, maybe next Hitchhiker will do that one. Okay. Uh, it's called Nightwatch, but Nightwatch, it right. doesn't matter. Um that's going to do it for this week. Yeah. Uh, for if, a, um, if you got any questions or comments or you want to just insult us or anything like that, you can it, hit us up on uh, G- on Gmail. On yeah, Gmail. I was going to say, what? if you want to talk shit to us, just leave a review on oh, iTunes. Yeah. yeah don't, uh, uh, we, we have don't literally really two iTunes reviews. Uh, that's okay. But yeah, yeah if you want to... Uh, review us or like us or dislike us go ahead and do that on, on anywhere you get your podcasts are pretty much available at, at most things um gmail is short and spooky and on twitter we're at short and spooky and that's pretty much it um we will be back in the studio later this week recording another episode and um yeah it won't be uh the hitchhiker thank god but but yeah any last words um happy new year happy new year Go to bed, Tommy Jr. You're up too late. Yeah. Wink went out first, though. (laughs) There you go. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye.